0: Welcome to the Port City Church Podcast. You are listening to our weekly Delight Podcast series where we explore what it would look like to treat this summer as a Sabbath. This summer, we invite you to slow down, rest, and trust in the promise of Psalm 37, 4, that when we delight ourselves in the Lord, the deepest desires of our hearts will be met in him. Today, we get to hear a conversation from our senior pastor, Mike Ashcraft, our Wilmington campus pastor, Clay Everett, and our Director of Community, Laura Lynn Shaw. But first, we get to hear from a few of our other staff members about what delights them. Enjoy. Hello, everybody out there. My name is Caleb, and this is Questions with Caleb, where I'm here at our Port City Community Church Staff Fun Day, and I'm gonna be asking fellow staff members what it is that they delight in. Hey there, friend. What's your name? What do you do here? I'm Caroline and I work on the student ministries team with their volunteers. Oh, wonderful. Caroline, what do you delight in? I delight in the warm sun. That's it?
1: Yeah, if I'm under the warm sun basking, life is just good.
0: Basking in the sun. (laughs) Love it. My favorite pastime. My name is Warren King and I'm the staff nerd. I do all the information technology, web server, that kind of stuff. Wonderful. Warren, what do you delight in? I delight in Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I believe that God created man to discover the flavors of peanut butter and chocolate together and it's all been downhill since we did it, so I love Reese's.
1: <laughs> My name's Taya and I coordinate music for Student Ministries.
0: Wonderful. Taya, what do you delight in?
1: I delight in time with people and laughter. Oh I love that.
0: Thank you, Taya. And ice cream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, sir. Tell us your name and what you do here. Jacob Grossman. I'm a production coordinator. Wonderful. Jacob Grossman, what do you delight in? Uh, music, building Legos, and playing video games. I feel like a grown man or a third creator could have just answered that one. Both. <laughs> hey, my name is Danny Rogers. I'm the New Bern campus pastor. Wonderful. And Danny, what do you delight in? I delight in coffee every morning with my lovely bride, oh. Carrie. Oh. That's so sweet, that's so sweet. Anything else? Spending time with Jesus. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hey Miss Donna. Hey friend, what's your name and what do you do here? My name is Donna Piner and I'm the Administrative Manager for the Office of the Pastor. Wonderful. Donna, what do you delight in? Um, Books. Any kind of books? Mm, True crime. True crime? Not the Bible? That's right, true crime. (laughs) Thanks Donna. Hello sir, what's your name and what do you do here? West Tongue. Uh, I'm the worship pastor in Leland. West, what do you delight in? Anything involving the water. Anything involving water? The I mean the water like the ocean, uh, the river. Uh. But liquid I will drink as well. Uh. And the living water. Also predominantly if yes, that's true, yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, I am excited to just have this conversation, to open it up, and to dive a little bit deeper into why are we dedicating an entire summer to focus on delight. So I'm excited to to chat through this with you guys.
2: I'm glad to be here, and I I would actually go and I probably go first because I would say a well, lot. This was Clay's idea, <laughs> um, but I could tell you why in Clay, uh, and I talked about this, it was so appealing to me. Mm-hmm. And it is this idea that, and you know, I think it came from something you said or preached from last summer, Laura Lynn. That passage out of Isaiah fifty-eight, where it talks about if we were to make the Sabbath a delight, which has both the idea that you do have to carve space for rest, then you actually have to enter into that space with some measure of vision and intentionality. Yeah. And so when Clay and I were talking about this, it was like, what if we, what if we made this room and in this this space, we learned how to see and behold, and ultimately, like respond to it with with a sense of delight. And so that was the, to me, the appeal because then it gives you a, it gives you a direction to start to look at whatever season you're about to enter into. Mm-hmm. That was the prompting for me. So it was Clay. It was Clay's idea. <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> it's Clay's
1: fault. Wait, I'm going to go back. So you said it gives you a direction for what you're going into. What do yeah. you mean by that?
2: So like. Otherwise, you just – some. it's interesting. I was just reading an article this morning on that summer is the, one of the only seasons that is branded.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and it's not just by, like, churches. It's like a, a social media thing, like, you know, this is like hot girl summer or whatever it is. And the belief is that it goes back to our childhood, that we spent all of our summers yeah. off so it had its right. own thing. No, and, and when you greet someone, you say, how's your summer? You don't really ask that about any other season. You don't say, how's your winter? Like, you, right. nobody really thinks of that, but summer is its own thing. Yeah. And so we'll enter into this season with basically just allowing what happens to happen to us. So there'll be vacations, and there'll be a lot of fun things. There's also the, the, the pain of disrupted rhythms. I mean, that was one of the experiences I had years ago was that I expected summer to be this great grand time to like move and find rhythms. And all of a sudden your kids are at home and you're making breakfast at, you know, instead of getting up and going to work at 730, I'm making breakfast for like my whole family at 730. Right. And you realize that your whole rhythms are just, you know, jacked up. And um, so this way you go in recognizing there's a disrupted rhythm, but there's also a value to that disrupted rhythm. And rather than just trying to wait and see, I'm looking to say, what can I learn how to delight in? What can I see that catches my eye and that actually forms my heart or inclines my heart to beauty and goodness and wholeness and the things that would make me you know, really sort of take pleasure in? Is that, that's what the actual definition is. So that's what I It gives us a vision for what to look for.
1: Yeah, I like that.
3: Yeah, and it's, it's not totally my fault. Someone else threw out the <laughs> word delight and – as a, as a potential, like, theme for the summer. And my first thought was, well, that's just too easy. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's good at delighting. Mm-hmm. And then you read a passage like Psalm 37 where it says to take delight in the Lord, where it's just, like, command. command. Yeah. And it's like, well, what do you do with that? Like, how do I follow this command to delight in the Lord? Mm-hmm. And then you go back to the passage that Laura Lynn talked about last summer to call the Sabbath a delight. And it says at the end of that is that you will find mm-hmm. joy in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there is this, like, there's this work to be done in delighting well. Yeah. The reality is like we, we delight in all kinds of things. I mean, we delight mm-hmm. in, in lesser things, yeah. you know? And so I think it was just a, knowing your brain, Mike, the way you think, um, knowing kind of what we had established last summer with this idea of Sabbath and rest, it just felt like a really interesting pursuit. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think we've already started really well, but I'm excited to see what we continue to learn yeah. As we think about delight and this idea of it is natural, yeah. and yet it is also intentional. Yeah.
2: Yeah. and that was actually his pitch because the way Clay came in, he he drew my heart figure stick man. Yeah, <laughs> and he said, "You already kind of talk about this anyway, so this <laughs> this will be perfect for you." But it, but I think Clay, to your point, you know, we 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 delight. You know, delight is not a matter of the will. Like you can't just will yourself to to delight in just anything. Mm-hmm. And so it is interesting when you think that like. To take delight in the Lord as a command, mm-hmm. that it means that there, and, and especially I think that was was a profound connection to that at, when we make the Sabbath a delight, we, we don't just get recuperation and readiness for next season. We actually get joy. Right. Mm-hmm. And it reminds us that there's a deep connection in, in how we steward or allow God to form our affections that probably translates directly into what we actually learn to take joy or delight. Delight in. Right. I think that's a that's a big problem um, because there are so many other things that are easy to delight in that are in no way helpful to um, to what God longs to do in our in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and that makes me think it, it it requires us to understand the definition of delight. And I know I'm a little bit nerdy when it comes to words because mm-hmm. I start with the definition. But I know for me to understand where it says in Scripture, you know, that the Lord delights in us mm-hmm. and that we're to delight in Him. I had to go back and say, well, what does it mean to delight? So I'm curious, what would you say is the difference between, you know, liking something and delighting in something?
2: Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the literal definition of delight is of light. It just means to be to be seen, mm-hmm. for something to be mm-hmm. seen as it is. Yeah. And usually when my default response to preparing messages is to take a concept and then try to figure out what the opposite of it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then back into it. And it's interesting to me that I think the opposite, I'm still mining this out, but the opposite of delight is 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 not it's not pessimism, it's not an emotion, it's just to overlook or to yeah. fail to notice. Yeah. Because good. of light is to essentially notice or to see. Mm-hmm. And I think it's to see things not just as you as you glance at them but to actually examine them, to notice them, to observe and to th- consider what you see in them. and this is, the, this is, to me, the command to worship the Lord, to bring Him praise, to delight ourselves in Him, is to see Him and to behold Him in ways that actually move us beyond just our, our quick default responses into a more... Um, intimate and perhaps more nuanced understanding sure. of of his you know not to just sound super biblical, but his glory, like his actual essence yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. well, it is an interesting idea that basically God would instruct us to delight in him. Mm-hmm. It almost right. feels like needy like <laughs> yeah you know, love me, whatever yeah. yeah, but it's like no like it's it's like see me like experience don't miss me, so yeah. the opposite of delight is to like overlook yeah. mm-hmm. God saying like hey, don't don't overlook me yeah so I moved to Wilmington for college. And my freshman year, I made a commitment that every time I drove across the bridge of Wrightsville Beach, I would look both directions and I would say, I live here, you know, and <laughs> yeah. I don't do it every time, but <laughs> most times I drive across that bridge, I look around and I go, wow, like this is where I live. Yeah. And whether I notice it or not doesn't change the fact that it's there, right? Right? Whether I notice that God is good doesn't change the fact that he is good. Mm-hmm. And so it's this invitation to like, yeah, to, to actually Take joy in the light of what is there, yeah. and so I don't know. It's really cool. It's, a, it's an interesting thought to say, "Okay, there's this instruction from God yeah. that actually is for my good. Like, don't miss me, yeah. don't right. overlook me."
2: And that's one of the you know great examples I think you know clay is, is what we're talking about this summer is these habits of delight because it's it is interesting. You know, people we live here, and inevitably, you take advantage or you take for granted. Yeah. That we live near the water you know and i i've been here almost 30 years mm-hmm. and um, i still go down and i put my toes in the sand frequently um and the reason is because i grew up where we had to pack our car and drive eight hours and spend a lot of money to go put our feet in the sand yeah, yeah. i just resolve when i move here i was never going to take that for granted and again you don't it's not always okay. the same visceral emotion or oh my gosh this is the first time i've ever done this but it is a habit of delight when you pull across that bridge and you look both ways and you acknowledge something i think it innately does something in us to bring about a sense of joy even if we don't like fully recognize it i think that's the point of developing these habits of delight because a lot of us don't have really any i mean we have them they're just not in, they're not moving us in in a direction that's always helpful to to what god again wants to do in us yeah.
1: sure it's almost like we're more surprised by delight or by joy when really the offer is to make space for yeah. it. Because as I'm listening to both of you, I'm thinking, in order to um, to see something, it requires you to slow down, to make space, to dwell, to notice, to yeah. look, and all of those are really intentional things. Especially culturally, you don't you don't slow down haphazardly. There's an intention to that, you know.
2: Unless something happens. Right, unless something slows then you're you down. slowing down, right? Sure,
1: but you could still miss it. You absolutely, you can. know what I mean. I think yeah. you can take a day off of work and not and not Sabbath, yeah. you know, in which that's goes into the definition of of Sabbath, you know, because it was interesting. I um, one I just finished a book where he was by Pastor Albert Tate, where he was talking about how we have to train ourselves to delight. That's the discipline, and yeah. it's funny. It's like like you said, you can't just force it. So the training effort goes toward slowing down, towards stopping, toward making the space, toward looking. And I thought that was just really interesting. And then the other thing is I was reading this morning about that sometimes we think that rest is devoid of work. And so it's either you're working or you're not. And that's mm-hmm. that's what we're supposed to do. When actually it's more like a, a tension between the two that we live in and both and maintaining that tension is for mm. our good. And so that may be a random thought, but in my mind that connected of just the intention yeah. that goes into sure. making space, you know, for delight. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but what's something that you're currently delighting in?
2: Ooh. You know, it's so funny. People joke with me because they always make, make fun of me that I have, um, like, super optimistic, rose-colored glasses on all the time. and I do get excited about pretty much anything. Um, but this has been a uniquely difficult um, season where you feel the pressure of all the things, you know, even getting ready to be on a vacation and just all the things that go along with that and you feel rushed. And part of what I've tried to do, and it happened to me a few weeks ago where I just felt this overwhelming sense of rush and pressure and this has to be exactly right and people are looking for this, this and this from me. And just to really sit down with a cup of coffee and just to delight myself in room to, to relax, and you know, and it sounds like overly spiritual, but it's been this idea, and some of it stems from last summer where we learned how to just with kind of withdraw, and to cease striving, and um, that has that's a a at least for me an easy concept to grasp. It's a difficult one to apply to actually not try and accomplish something, in the moments that are in front of me. And then to take it one step further, not only to not feel the pressure to accomplish something, but to actually enjoy the space where you don't have to. And so, you know, that may be because of the season that I'm in. Um, you know, we're just losing my dad, and all the implications of the different things going on with that. But I've found it to be a gift that that every day has still been chock full of. All the things that it would have been, but you enter into some of these places with just a little bit different load yeah. and the ability to be a little bit more present and not as rushed through the things that are still on the to-do list and mm-hmm. still feel the same pressure for just as really you know and, but it, but I think if I had to sum it up, it would be that sense to not just do a quiet time or take a quiet moment to actually delight in the fact that this is a moment God's given to me. And I can trust him with that. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's connected to Sabbath in that particular way. Oh, completely. To me.
1: Yeah. That's good.
2: Well, you know,
3: Mike, on the first Sunday of Summer Sabbath, you challenged us to ask the question, uh, what do we most easily delight in? Oh. Like to push past, like, oh, I delight in all these good things. Which is a great question because we delight in all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they're unintentional. They just happen. And I have I felt that tension recently because I, I definitely delight in uh, what I call clay time,
2: which is, which is just a light in clay time too. Oh I gosh. The same thing, yeah. Like. It's different. Yeah.
3: Yeah. For me, clay time is, it's just time by myself, you no know? It's, you. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, when I get home from like a, a day of work, oftentimes what I want is I do want to be like left alone. I don't mean that in a bad way, like for my no. family, but sure. I do want some time that's just me. That, and honestly, if I'm honest, that I can control, but, um, but I do have a, 19 month old son right now, and (laughs) recently, like uh, just coming home and getting to watch him play Mm -hmm. has been a delight. Yeah, and it's always like something different, and there's also there's always something like new in the way he's playing. And I mean, my guy is an athlete. He loves (laughs) to like hit a golf ball or shoot a basketball. Or uh, yesterday he started. um, He has a little scooter that a neighbor gave him that's too big for him. But he started doing it like one foot on and then one foot pushing, holding wow. on by himself on the scooter. And I'm like, oh. this is I mean, I'm right there. Yes. You know, he's not going to fall. But I'm like, man. And it's like those moments could be so easy to miss. Yeah. And and w- once I delight in it, I don't want to stop. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. I just want to keep hanging out with them, you know. Yeah. And it, it really does like change. Like it changes my my evening. Yes. And uh, it's been it's been really cool to watch watch him grow like that.
1: When you feel like, oh, I'm experiencing delight. What does that feel like?
3: I mean, it, it feels like joy. I don't know if that's the right. It feels like uh, being present. It feels like you're you're in it. Like it's it's the thing that you want to give your attention to. Because I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'm, we're all probably constantly distracted yeah. mm-hmm. uh, or our attention is at least being pulled. And when I'm delighting in something, it kind of seems like nothing else
2: is happening, you know? Yeah. So, it, you know. That's a great description. It, it does, I, I was going to try to use the word like captivated because you can't not like but it takes a moment because it is that first thing it's like oh, i got other things to do and this is almost like in the way you know i was thinking about that because i, you, I mean you can't see this on the podcast but when you talk about hayes it's like it's, you can't you can't hide yeah, your face that's right. right you know yeah. you know, my mind immediately went to to lennon and just like you know we're in the floor because i keep her on mondays and she's just climbing you know, she can't quite walk yet but she's just climbing all over me and she has this big you know toothy slobbery grin and <laughs> and, and and you know you're you are You're in and it's, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's, you can't like, you can't not pay attention. You can't not be captivated by what's Mm -hmm. happening in front of you.
3: Well, you you use that phrase that whatever catches your attention will capture Uh your heart. So it's like the idea of like being captivated, Mm -hmm. like kind of captured by something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. I think that's interesting. And you, Mike, have defined delight by saying delight is to encounter something good and allow its goodness to awaken us to what we want so I want to hear you talk a little bit more about that last piece of how does being awakened to the goodness of something awaken what we want within us?
2: Yeah. And we thought of this a lot. Was like we, were, we all worked together on the definition. And we originally had that it was something about God, that it was God's goodness. But we, we do recognize that there are, there are many things that can awaken us that we would deem as good that, that affect us, that form us. And that really that last phrase about it awakens us to what we want is a little, even a little clunky in the fact that what, I, what I'm trying to say is that it forms us. So it, it actually affects our appetites because, you know, uh, a habit of delight is a Netflix binge, right? Nobody goes, I want to waste six hours on the TV, <laughs> but there's something about coming home and the immediate – gratification of clicking a button and then not having to think yeah. and, and it does something to you and what, what, it, what you want and that what, what happens in the design of the TV show or the series is to make you want to watch the next one right and so it's it's constantly allowing the, the good thing that that sense of either it's a dopamine rush or something that allures you that to make you to continue to awaken a desire f- to keep doing it or yeah. to keep wanting it, or to hold your attention. And I think that's what, you know. to me, the discipline of delight and, and the things that we're talking about and kind of arranging for the summer is that so much of our world and our daily interactions are built to exploit that part of us. And so God is inviting us to delight of ourselves in Him. And what will happen is the awakening of those desires will actually be the things that you long for most deeply. And everything else is just going to be teasers at that or produced, uh, produce, you know, lust. And I don't just mean sexual lust. I mean lust of anything that says, oh, I'm just going to keep consuming more and more and more of this. Sure. Which, interestingly enough, you know, I think this connects back, and we talked about this in Radical, that we build all of these things that we experience in this world to get. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm pretty convinced that, If we're not designed to get, then all the things that we live in are just going to diminish the fullness that we long for. Mm -hmm. And so when God invites us into this way to bear his image, to to look upon his image, to take delight in his image, so that we actually get to be formed and shaped and awakened to the beauty of being his, an image bearer, Mm -hmm. um, therein aligning us Perfectly with the way we've been created to live, and there, out of that comes the freedom to do all the things that I think we're asked and perhaps we're designed designed for.
1: Yeah, that's good.
2: That's how I think about it.
1: So you circled a little bit around encounter, formation, expression through the concept of delight. So break that down just if you could, real quick for us.
2: So the three components: encounter, formation, expression. Uh, encounter is essentially whatever it is that we experience or collide with that. Um, holds our attention, that there's either it's an allure of something that catches our eye or perhaps it can be an experience that's intense and has sort of shaped or uh, framed the way we see the world. And those experiences, the realities that we live in, always form and shape uh, who we are. They're never um, benign. They're always affecting us and remaking or reshaping or molding us. And out of that place, out of our makeup, is the activities, the actions, the attitudes that we hold that then govern how we interact with other people in the world around us. So you know, the, the easy example is an example if you're six years old and you get bit by a dog, mm-hmm. right? Well, it forms you because the next time you see a dog... You're like, yo, get away from me. Right. And um, the reason is because inside of your own heart and soul, what you believe, what you trust, the way you've been formed is that this dog is dangerous and will likely bite you again. Mm-hmm. And so therefore your posture towards the dogs and the world around you is a posture of withholding or fear or hesitation. And that happens in, you know, the when when I take Lennon and, and I throw up in the air and I catch her, Right, what she learns is, oh, you can throw me anywhere. Like she becomes completely mm-hmm. fearless. So she'll go in the ocean with me because she knows if I catch her in the pool, then I can take yeah. her into big waves. Yeah. Because what happened is something's formed that she can look at me and say, oh, well, if Pod did this, then he'll he'll do that. Sure. And so it's always forming and forging us. And I think a lot of it comes back to our the way we learn to trust or distrust. Mm-hmm. And so that's a lot of what this is about. And it was interesting on Sunday. We even, I think, made this connection that it's not just about delighting ourselves in the Lord and trying to evoke good emotions about it, but it's actually learning to trust that as he reshapes our desires, we can let go of the things that we think we want
1: mm-hmm.
2: and trust that what he, you know, it's like what you said earlier, Clay, it's, it's for our good. yeah. And that's that's where I think the encounter information, expression part um, sort of plays into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I kept noodling on that from week one of Summer Sabbath. And trying to think like where does, you know, where do different pieces fit? But Mm -hmm. it's just this, it's really cool because we we encounter things all the time. Um, We see things all the time. And part of that formation process is how much attention do we give, right? Mm -hmm. And so I get to participate in that. I get to decide how much attention I give something. Mm -hmm. And the amount of attention I give it, the amount of formation that happens in me, the amount of affection grows out of me. Mm -hmm. And then the amount of attitude and action, right, flow out of that. And it really is like mind, heart, body. It's like all of us is all in that process, which is really cool. And then I was thinking like delight, like where does delight fit in? Because is delight just like seeing it or is it the formation? Well, it's really the whole thing, which is so cool, right? Because that's what we said. Like when you delight in something, you see something, uh, it does something in you and then you respond to it, you know? And so like when you see a beautiful sunrise, like you, you, you focus on it. It does something beautiful in your heart. You know, you start to get that one tear, you know, coming out because it's so beautiful. (laughs) And then you're like, you say something like, man, this is beautiful. You know, like you express it and it's cool because it's like, it's this whole person experience Mm -hmm. is delight, Mm -hmm. but it all starts with the encounter. And I think it, it really, how much attention do we put on that thing determines kind of this outflow of
2: of it all which mm-hmm. is just
3: i don't know i think is interesting to process and think about yeah
2: that's one of the, the things we we're going to talk about too is that because i think there's a it's the speed right that the the things that form us most and what we're used to is that we see something and then we immediately respond to it like it's the speed yeah. of delight and usually it's the it's the worst things that have that shortest yeah cycle and I think this is why like and it's just the way God has designed this but there is no there is no hurry I think you were talking about pace Mm -hmm. earlier there is no hurry in this to to stop and to give weight and attention to a thing and allow it to do its work without having to rush it or what am I getting out of this but just simply see and behold uh, and then it, And it, it is important the, the expression side. So if I have this quote here, I brought it with me. but um, C.S Lewis is one of his famous quotes, and he says, "I think we delight to praise what we enjoy because the praise not merely expre- doesn't merely express, but it completes the enjoyment. Mm-hmm. It is its appointed consummation. It is not out of compliment that lovers keep on telling one another how beautiful are, beautiful they are. The delight is incomplete until it, until it is expressed. And it'll be like going to you know, like a Carolina Hurricanes playoff game and I'm scoring a goal and trying not to cheer. Like you can't help but to because somehow that enjoyment doesn't find its consummation so you're like, Yeah, you know, whatever you do. And I think that's how God has wired us to to be as human beings. Yeah. Which is why it's so important to guard our hearts.
3: (laughs) Right? Because our life will overflow out of our hearts. Mm -hmm. So above all else, guard your hearts. But at the same time, it's this call to, to delight in God, yeah. right? Like we, we were made to delight and it is the invitation to actually experience and participate in what actually yep. fills us and completes us and yeah. satisfies us.
1: As I'm listening to you talk, I think I wonder if that's the distinction between something that we just like mm-hmm. and something that we're actually delighting in is that there's a shift within us. It does something within us. And I would have to think through that a little bit more. Because even as you're talking about haze, it's like you started that yeah. by saying, At the end of the day I want to go home and yeah. I kinda want clay time. Right. Meaning I wanna go and just kind of recharge by myself and that's you know, that's what I need. But that's not really your option in this season. And so you're choosing to uh, to find your delight in him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after hanging out with him for a little bit, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it changes. I mean, you're you find yourself rested. By a 19 month old. Yeah, right. (laughs) That is God's work, people.
2: Yeah, (laughs) but it actually is His delight. That's what I mean. It's not like it's an idea. It actually becomes that thing, and we didn't know that's what we were looking for.
1: Right. I think that's
2: the surprise of God. And you know, I try to think about this because one day, you know, we're 99 or 100 or you know whatever it will be because it's all we're we're going Mm -hmm. to see it fully and completely. We'll realize, oh my gosh, why were we so enamored and willing to pursue all these lesser things when this is what's been kind of given or made available to us by faith all along the way. And mm-hmm. um, I think this is why you know, the scriptures teach about the eyes of our heart and we walk by faith and not by sight. It's learning how to trust the unseen and what God has said and offered and extended versus what we can control, and which is usually what comes back to, right? I can make this happen, I can manage this, mm-hmm. and I know how this is going to make me feel or what's going to produce in me. Right. Well, it,
3: it's like um, I like uh, Papa John's pizza, Mike. I know you like Domino's thin crust <laughs> pepperoni, um, to be specific. <laughs> but I but I delight in Benny's Big Time Pizzeria, mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. and it's like I don't know. We we have that option, like we mm. we do. Like there are a lot of things that we can like that you know they they fill your stomach. Yeah. But man, having like a really good pizza. It fills There's your soul, soul yeah, you know? That's right. And, like, that's what's on offer is, like, we, we do get to mm-hmm. choose between, you know, I guess it's still delighting to some degree, but delighting in lesser things mm-hmm. and delighting in things that really, like, satisfy and fulfill.
1: Yeah, and it is funny that that is what's offered to us, you know, in that mm-hmm. rhythm of of once a week, one day a week, take a day to, um, to do the things, like, fill your day with delight, which requires, mm-hmm. you know, you to, to make the time mm-hmm. and to prepare for that time. But then we get to spend the day doing things that change us, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And, you know, when we talk about rest, it doesn't have to be just sitting on the couch all day. I actually heard someone say that if you work with your mind, then you rest with your hands. And if you work with your hands, you should rest with your mind, which I thought was really interesting. and makes sense for me because I feel like I mostly work with my mind. Yeah. No one laugh at that. Okay.
2: I was trying to avoid all the comments <laughs> that just popped in my head. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. No, we do appreciate the work of your mind, Laura. Mm, you yes. very Thank much.
1: you. But I find that uh, when I'm cooking mm-hmm. or yeah. cleaning, <laughs> those are the things, you know, or gardening, you know, working um, outside, things like that. Like that is very restful to me, even though that could look like work to someone, mm-hmm. you know. So I just thought that was an interesting piece. There's so much around this topic. I think it's really interesting because I think when, you know, even when you talk about Sabbath, there's sort of an assumption that we know what that is and what that looks like and how that plays out for each of us. And I love that last summer we really took that whole season to sort of deep dive into it, you know, and we had different elements, you know, the podcast and devotionals and conversations and things like that to to define what it is and what it looks like for us today versus, Mm -hmm. you know, when it was um, in the old Levitical law and things like that. And so I love it this summer, we get to go, you know, or add a lens to it of we've, we take the time to rest to make time for delight. And so what does that mean? What does that look like? Because we can think we understand what that is, and maybe we do, but then actually doing it is a whole other thing. So I'm excited for this summer um, and all the, the different ways we're going to dive into that. Yeah, just the conversations we get to have.
3: The last thought I have was, I do think in the Christian life, mm-hmm. we tend to think about what we shouldn't do. And I do think this is an opportunity to think, like, what are we called to do? Yeah. And and delighting in pizza, mm-hmm. um, that's not a bad thing. No. Nope. I think in some ways, us, like, learning to awaken our hearts, right, yep. ultimately to awaken them to God Yeah. is a challenge. Yeah. And it's a challenge I'm excited about. Yeah. So good.
1: Me too. I You've probably heard me say this several years ago when I was trying to understand the concept of delight. I started by making a list of things yeah. that I felt like, just as I would go, if I felt delight, I would yeah, record yeah. it. And um, as you may or may not remember, most of them involved food. I Remember this? Um, that's right. The avocado, the cheese. I just love a good cheese mm. board. What can I say? But yeah, but that was a good place to start to know yeah, yeah. to f- to experience delight myself and yes. to say, what does this feel like? Yeah, you know, right. what am I thinking right now? What is this doing in uh-huh. me? And then to take that and to translate it to how do I. Take delight in the Lord. Like, what does this look like yeah. with the Lord? Right. You know, which can often seem so ethereal. Yeah. You know, um, but and then and then also understanding like that He delights in me. I thought it was interesting when you said delight means of light, and we are children mm-hmm. of light. Yeah. We are children of delight. Mm-hmm. And so, if God delights in us, and He's asking us to delight in Him, mm-hmm. that is the original design that got fouled, you know, by the fall. And so then our challenge is to to not just rest because we're called to work six days a week. Right. But our call is to return to that as we can, as much as we can right now by disciplining ourselves to create the space to delight and to remember we are beloved first and foremost. And let that change us. And the result of that is actually the work that we're called to do, you know, so...
3: It's gonna be a good journey. It is. I'm, ready.
1: I'm excited. Yep. Well, thanks for joining me today. Until next time. Blessings.
3: Blessings.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to our delight podcast series. If you would like to find more resources for your summer sabbath, you can go to portcity.church/sabbath. If this episode was helpful to you, let us know by leaving a rating or review, sharing on social media or sending us an email to creative at portcitychurch.org. We look forward to seeing you soon.
2: I'm the problem, it's me.